State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Let's just keep it real straight shot with no chaser. I'm going to get a little bit rough. I'm here for those who really believe in the American process. All of us. Straight shot, no chaser. With your girl, Tesla Figaro, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. What's happening, straight shooters? This is your girl, Tesla Figaro, back again for another episode of Straight Shot, No Chaser. This week, we have someone from the Black Effect Podcast family. As you know, Black Effect Podcast Network is bringing you all of the different flavor conversations, everything from politics to hip-hop to culture. And this week, we have one of the co-hosts of The What, where they deal with hip-hop questions, legends, and lists. When I saw that title, I really was interested and wanted to know exactly what it was. So Mouse Jones is here to chop it up with me. His other co-host is Nala, but we are going to speak a moment uh, with Mouse Jones to see what's happening with him. I know you're also the founder of Trap Karaoke. I want to touch on that a little bit, but I did want to spend some moment to talk about how you hooked up uh, with the Black Effect Podcast Network with Charlemagne the God. And really, what is the what all about? Welcome to the show, homie. Thank you so much, Miss Tesla. Appreciate you. I appreciate you. Tell me what the what means, because just that alone, I was kind of confused that hip hop questions, legends and lists. What are the lists about? What is the legends about? I, I get hip hop questions, but tell me what makes this podcast different than most of your pop culture you know, podcasts. Well, uh, the what, obviously, the name is a, a throwback to the Biggie and Method Man uh, song off of Ready to Die, you know, um, and the, the podcast itself. I think the biggest thing before anything that that is uh, different than most of the podcasts, uh, the hip hop podcast we hear from is me and Nyla are two of the younger or youngest people in the game doing it right now. You know, when it comes to, you know, uh, pundits upon culture and things of that nature, like. We're two of the people on the younger spectrum um, talking about these things. Typically, you would hear this from, you know, especially these days, you'd hear from a, a old hip hop legend or, you know, something like that. I think we enter this space uh, from a, a, a learning and journalistic standpoint. You know, we're not experts. We're here to actually get the, the, the answers behind these age old hip hop questions. But on the same time, on the same token, we're going we're, we're posing new ones. Right. Like a lot of the questions we'll be discussing in the beginning are age old questions that really never had an answer. And we go deeper to find that answer. So, like, give me an example of that. So our first episode is who's the current queen of hip hop? Not only do we ask that question. Right. Because that's the surface level. That's easy. That's a debate. But then we all, then we talk to Kim Osario about, you know, is is even trying to place this crown on somebody. Is that divisive? Is that toxic? Does that breed an air of contempt among um, women who should be viewing each other as peers? 
Right. So we have that conversation and, and nobody, at least me and Nyla, we don't go into it with a preconceived notion. We're never entering this thing, anything but 100 percent bipartisan. I'm curious. Now, that makes me want to hear that, because if you can just answer that quickly before we go to the next thing, when you say just even putting a crown on someone, does that bring contention? Hip hop is about contention. So what was the answer? What was the overall like bottom line result on that answer? Because I'm just curious. So that's the beautiful thing. All, all of us have three different answers. Like me, I'm I'm a hip hop guy. I, I, this is this is my life. This is what got me to this point. I love it. I love people competing. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love the smoke. I love the energy. I love all of it. Um, I'm also not a woman. I'm also not a black woman. Right. So I don't deal with these nuances that may have a fallout from everybody being in competition. Right. Guys, we could compete all the time and nobody's ever going to lose sleep. Nobody's going to lose the opportunity with the women, you know, listening to Kim Osario and, you know, who she's dealt with and, you know, the artists that she's sat down with and listening to Nyla, upcoming uh, woman in hip hop. You know, I, I tend to look at it a little a bit differently now. I'm like, oh, wow. Well, maybe me, maybe us as hip hop fans having this bloodlust all the time. Maybe it does. Uh, uh, maybe it does have an ill out outcome on the the people who we put it on. Well, we're going to unpack that a little bit further. I know I want to get to the podcast, but you, you brought up a topic. Now I see why this is a good podcast, because now <laughs> I want to talk about the. I want to make this episode about that episode, because you're not I'm not going to let you just escape over that. So let's go yes, back. Man. Let's go back to what you said about, you know, well, women don't because so there's sexism in hip hop and Absolutely. then there's. Um, who's the queen of hip hop, which are two totally different things. And I want to make sure I'm hearing you right, because women that get into hip hop are just as competitive. They're not soft are not. Well, you know, I'm a woman and they kind of guys compete all the time. So do women. Um, so I know you're not saying that women are not made for competition. Are you talking more about the sexism involved in the yes. space? Because that's two yes. different things. So so when I so so my statement was more more so Noel was completely about the outcome. It's all about. You know, we'll go, men, there's so many men in hip hop. Nobody's ever being pigeonholed. Hey, only rap about this. Only rap about that. If you go at this person, you're going to lose the opportunity. I think with men, when there's competition in hip hop, it's looked at a lot different, right? If there's a competition in hip hop, it's this very linear thing. It's just that. It's just com- competition. When we're talking about, you know, the nuances of sexism, ageism, um, just black women being able to uh, uh, embrace their sexual agency and liberation that comes with 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 consequences at times. Right. So if if you're a woman and you go at the, the girl at the top. All of those things we just talked about, sexism, ageism, colorism, mm-hmm. all of these things, if you. If, if you're at the bottom of that, it could fall on you. We may never hear from you again. I got you. So you're saying in order to determine who the queen is, all of those things play a factor into determine who's the most valued, which ultimately results into ageism. Station. So, OK, that, exactly. that makes sense. Because when there's a king of hip hop, that doesn't that doesn't take a toll on everybody who's not the king. When we say, oh, who's the queen of hip hop? Who's the queen of rap? That's you know, that could weigh. Uh, 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 that could weigh unevenly on those who are not considered a queen. So I agree to that in somewhat, though, because, I mean, and, and there's also, you know, people have different views. So New York may say the king of hip hop is Jay-Z. We're in the South. That's not the South's king. You know, that's not they don't look at Jay-Z the way everybody else may in the East Coast. So I do think I do think there are some there's some room for people to determine you know, what they see as king or queen or, and that, and that even goes to, but I, I hear what you guys are saying. And I think that's a great topic to have, but I'm just adding my two hip hop sense to it. When you say guys can kind of rap about whatever and they have the room, I guess it depends on what that is. What If we really want to unpack that and be fair, because if we look at the top 100 songs or the top 25 songs, they're actually all rapping about the same shit. Um, there's underground people that do quite well, but are not considered. Mm-hmm. So first it's all about, okay, who's popular? What are we considering good music? Is it based on what they play on the radio? Is it based on what's, pop- what's popular? Is it based on fans? Is it be- based on more of a cult-like following? And that even still applies and I'm just saying from a woman's perspective, because mm-hmm. I know a lot of times, especially if a man sitting down with a woman, you're you're definitely, which I appreciate, you're allowing space for us to have those sensitivities. But as a woman and auntie, I'm pulling back on what they probably didn't say to challenge them in some areas as well. 
because hip hop is not designed uh, for anybody, male or female, to not understand you have to navigate different waters. And so whether that's female or male, I don't want women to be placed in a space where now we're expecting to get certain passes, because if Mm -hmm. you are expecting to get certain passes, then you can't talk about how you boss up like a man, you get money like a man, you have sex like a man, you have sex like a pimp, you a pimp and this and that. You have to make a choice on either you gonna, you gonna roll with the niggas or you ain't gonna roll dick. So we can't, <laughs> as a woman, we also have to be very careful. You know, there's comments where people say, if, if you act like a man, then you're not a lady. And so now what women bring to hip hop is a lot of masculinity and that's okay. I'm a freestyle battle. I can freestyle battle most of these women who can't battle at all. So when you're walking into that space, you have to also understand, yeah, what comes with that is also you're in a man's space. That's a majority man. So when I was an M60 gunner in the military, it was only 11 females. I couldn't go into that space and say, well, you know, if you say this, it's going to affect this and it's going to affect that. And it's this or that. No, nigga, the first nigga to lay down. The first one to fall fall out is going to be the first one to fall out. I beat many men when it came to rucksack and who could go the distance. So although right. there is some acknowledgement that we need to have uh, for women, I'm just saying, just giving it to you from a woman's standpoint and more than likely an older woman than the women, you know, you had a conversation with that it's not necessarily true that it's okay for you to get this pat. I don't want to be the queen because it's going to make everybody else think that that's what the queen look like. That's the same way with men. When people ask me, who's your favorite hip hop artist? And the conversation is always about, is it Biggie or Pac? Is he the best of all times? Pac to me is not what I consider the greatest of all times. Is not your great. Your great may be the way Biggie flowed, the way he, you know, his lyrics were, the way he put a song together. My great is Tupac as a revolutionary, more of him being a revolutionary than he was necessarily a lyricist or necessarily a rapper. It was who he was in his consciousness. The fact that there's articles and papers and classes in college based upon Tupac compared to Biggie. So I do want to say in fairness that whoever you see is the queen or the king is who you see. And your king is not my king and your queen is not my queen. But I want to say to the ladies that's listening and to those that follow your show, the nonsense, you if you're going to come into this space, you have to be prepared not only to be as good and if not better as another female in C, but also able to sun these niggas like you lyrics. Yeah. So when we look yeah. at people like Rhapsody, she's not rapping about what Meg Thee Stallion is rapping about. She's not rapping about what uh, Nicki Minaj is rapping about, but she's still holding her own. So there are artists out there that do that. And if people don't gravitate toward what they, you know, towards their music, that's just their style. You know what I'm saying? I had a show earlier on at the beginning that touched the reason why I wanted to pause on this. I wasn't expecting this to be, I guess this is what the show became about, but <laughs> I had a show earlier on the beginning of my season with Sugar T, um, who was okay. a part of the clique, you know, in E40. And we had this same conversation about ageism and, you know, not respecting the legends. What I would say is the female legends are not respected now right. as they should right. be for the dues they've been paid, you know, but I, I say that also in anything that's, you know, especially male dominated, whether it's the hood, whether it's gang banging, you know, I've had Sylvia Nunn on my show that she should be respected like a general, just like a lot of the guys that come out the streets, you know, and, and, and switch their life, whether it's MCA or, you know, whoever it is, she should be, you know, part of that respect, you know, based on what she's bringing to the Absolutely. So I think that is a female male dynamic. I think it goes further than hip hop. I think it digs in the street culture. And I just think it just comes Absolutely. with anything that's pretty much male dominated. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. 
State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Yeah, I mean, it's all underneath the, you know, the tyranny of patriarchy. Right. And it's like, you know, there's patriarchy. Then there's what I call like uh, a black patriarchy, which is like just like the the more incessant fallout. Right. Like if 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 I'm a if I'm a black man and I got to go out in the, the world and I deal with all this white patriarchy, if I'm not cognizant of what's going on. I'm going to take that back into my community. I'm going to put that into my kids. I'm going to put that into my relationships. I'm going to put that into my neighbors, my community at whole. Right. And so that's why I take such a stance. I do when it just comes to any black issue. It's like, listen, it's not what you're looking at. It's a lot bigger. It's just like you said, it's, it's not just hip hop. It's not just sports. This is, this is this ugly, ugly, ugly version of patriarchy that we're you know, we're performing in the black community that if we were able to unlearn, then we wouldn't have these issues. We would be able to talk about hip hop artists as just hip hop artists, not male or female. Right. We wouldn't because we would allow the city girls, the Megs, the Cardis. We could, we would allow them to rap about all that they rap about and that be what they rap about. And then we could accept the Rhapsodies and the uh, the, the, the Ochicas and the Nicki Minaj's. But I guess, and, I guess so my confusion is we are. Who's saying that we're not because they don't have the same level of popularity? Um. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I've, for us as fans, I don't think we I, I think once you reach a certain age and, and, and you uh you have a certain understanding of what it is to really support an artist. You don't care about that. Right. We don't care about I, I don't think anybody on this on this interview cares about what anybody else says about somebody we're a fan of because we're going to still, you know, consume that music and love it and and do that. At the younger ages, these kids are really, you know, formidable and they're and they're really influenced by what's popular. So there might be a, a kid right now who loves Rhapsody, but that's not what's being played in the club. That's right. not what's being played on their TVs. Absolutely. And it's because, I mean, again, when you talk about white supremacy, white supremacy structures, most things that support. And, hey, I grew up on Lil' Kim, so I am a Lil' Kim. I'm, I'm not a. I mean, I appreciated, you know, Queen Latifah and MC Light a little bit before me. Like my my era came from Little Kim. So bottom line, negative and all. But I was a part of a street culture that that was normalized in that way. 
And so when you're dealing with, I guess, quote unquote, toxic masculinity, if you will, I date gangsters, yeah. she was the counter to that. Um, so that was the the conditioning that I was brought up in. But yeah. that didn't mean there weren't other artists, you know, that were just as good. But it's the system itself that pushes a lot of those artists up more so than they do other things. But it's not just hip hop. It's everything evolved around that, I guess. Is that right. what you're saying? But, yes. I, but I don't think it's a we can make space for it. like us as a community. It These are these executives that's doing this. They're making this decision because sex sells. It has and it always will. And so yeah, when absolutely. Little Kim said, I'm the first bitch to rock the mic in some stilettos, that was a selling thing. And it right. it, it will always say women will always be women over men. So women, ass and titties will always sell. I mean, let's just call it what it is. So when you're when you're pushing that as an agenda and this structure is pushing that as an agenda to sexualize black women like they have since the beginning of time, where's the confusion? I mean, either you with that or you not. Now, my kid loves BTS. She's a huge K-pop. She loves the way they rap. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. They're like major. I mean, she doesn't, she doesn't, um, and see, and it's because I love it. You know why I love it? Because I would rather her, even though her mama listened to WAP, I would rather her (laughs) listen to, because she said, mama, their music is really positive. And they really talk about loving yourself and all this kind of stuff. So for me, I love it. You hate it. I love it because I would rather her as cornball as it is, I would rather mm. her have those things poured into her rather than right, talking right. about Meg Thee Stallion's latest uh, thing on thought, on thought life. But her mama be right. listening to it, but I'm keeping it real. <laughs> well, what would you rather? So when you say, well, we got to make room. And then now you're saying, well, I hate the fact that they love BTS. Let me ask you, why is that? If you're saying that, you know, there needs to be space. For oh, no, I just hate the, uh, you know, BTS in, in today is like the, the culture uh, I mean, yeah, there's that, or obviously, like that's the glaring one. But it's just like it's the phenomenon of it all. You know, they're not really making good music, but you know, are, are we expecting our kids to be um, music analysts at this age? No. But why do you uh, say they're but, not making good music? What determines good music? Um, I think that music is just it's it's uh, soulless, right? I always have a problem with soulless music, like quote, the quote unquote pop music of, of when I was growing up, uh, you know, uh, probably of your generation, like the new kids and the Backstreet Boys and the NSYNC, the Britney Spears, Christina Aguilar. These are all soulless records that you kind of could have placed anybody in to make these spots. You know what I mean? I think you kind of bought in more to whoever the machine pushed in front of you than the actual product. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm, so when I think of BTS, that's why all I see is like, okay, that's, just, that's 2021 Backstreet Boys. Like there's no, but why, nothing really I, I guess what's so, when you say not really there, what, a, a, a story that you identify with? No, forget me. I'm just talking about like, if you just listen to the music, the music doesn't make you feel anything, right? It's the machine. It's the machine that was marketed. This is just what they're selling. BTS could sell bubble gum at this point. They're so hot. You get what I'm saying? And, and I agree with done. that. But I guess she says she likes them talking about love and loving yourself and caring about yourself. She broke down some metaphors on him. And I I was just listening. But something about the moon and the ocean and how smart he that, was. I know. What it is. You know what I'm talking about? So let me ask mm-hmm. you, brother, when you say, well, you're not feeling anything. What do you feel from hip hop? I, I feel the I feel so much when it comes to hip hop. Right. Um. And, and this will probably be like the deepest answer I'll ever give. But it's like, you know, I feel I feel the protest. Right. I, I tell people all the time. So I'm so protective of hip hop. Like it, it was special when it comes to white people entering the space or non-black people entering the space. This music was created in protest. You know what I mean? This music was the sound of a struggle. And I feel that every time it doesn't matter if I'm listening to Eric B as president. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm listening to catch the beat. Doesn't matter if I'm listening to four four four. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with you on that. That's why I said culture vulture when I gave you yeah. that one as that's the mm-hmm. issue. Like let's call that's the issue. Yeah. Culture vulture. And you said yeah, that's the mm-hmm. obvious, but X Y Z. What I'm saying is that sounds like that is the issue. This shit is created for mm-hmm. us to talk about our stories. Mm-hmm. And when you say I don't feel anything and I want to feel our story, a lot of our yeah. story is a lot of those negative images. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. That we're saying, well, we want to allow room for X, Y, Z. You know, I'm just giving you something to think about. Yeah. Like absolutely. to her, she absolutely. absolutely feels it from a positive standpoint and her being yeah. 14, just turning 14. I would rather her listen to that than WAP because when I was connecting to Lil Kim's story, I was living that lifestyle. And had mm-hmm. I not went in a different direction, um, you know, me being 
influenced by that or living that or, you know, just didn't have just by luck and grace and faith. I don't know how my life would have turned out. So kind of goes back to what you're saying on, you know, these stories we uplift, you know, they're, they're stories that when you look at the top 10 songs, they would some would say that those songs are pushed by the machine, just like the BTS. The only difference is, is our community talking about fucking and shooting and killing and selling dope and drinking lean and doing dope. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, I think it's it's a little rougher for them to try and box us in because we do encompass all of that. Right. And I find beauty in all of that. And I know people are like, oh, you're just so black, whatever. Right. Because what's the opposite? Right. The opposite is, is me um, trying to police black people and, and their creativity and their story. Listen, if they put it out, either I'm going to listen to it or I'm not. But I'm going to make space for everybody to have the opportunity to release it. Right. It's, it's so funny. You was, you was talking about, you know, your 14 year old, you know, you rather her listen to BTS than WAP. I'd rather her understand hip hop. I really rather her be just a revolutionary like me. That's my preference. But when I, when I talk about, cause I want to be clear, I don't, and she gets upset. Why you don't. And I told her, baby, I'm I'm a lyricist. I don't understand what they're saying. I I mean, I literally can't listen to something. I don't know. Yeah, but the beat. No, but I got to understand. So just to be clear, I'm revolutionary. I would prefer she be in what I'm into. But if I had to make a choice, when I look right. at the influence of female rap, just going back to, you know, what we talked about, when I look at what female artists are talking about and not judging because I was listening to Lil' Kim, I would rather her now being me a parent, I would rather her listen to that corny shit, soulless shit you talking about, yeah. rather than all the yeah. soul that's brought in WAP. So even though I embrace it and I embrace <laughs> all of that, I, I'm going to need her to embrace, you know, love and all of that because I'm trying to keep right. her on the path of cornball shit. So that's as a parent, right, right. you know, I'm not trying right. to teach her so about there's a lot of sexually. There's a lot of sexually liberated, um, you know, cornballs. And that's, right. that's kind of like what I want for my my daughters. Right. And it's so rough being with sexually liberated cornballs. Y'all don't have the big sex. I don't. Are you a sexually liberated cornball? <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm a cornball. No. <laughs> Did that but, make but you like nervous? I'm just saying, I talk about no, sex no, on this I'm show not, too, because I want to be clear. No, 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 Barb- I'm fine talking about okay. sex. No, I, I just don't think I'm a cornball. I'm sexually liberated, <laughs> yeah, but I, I ain't no cornball. But what I say that is like, you show know, me the sexually liberated cornball. Let's let's unpack that. Let's stay right here. I mean, here. The, women, the, the women are out there. They they are out here, and they are you know they're they're working in STEM and they're doing that nine to five thing. But when they're home and them doors close. But ain't nothing like real rat though. Well, I just want to talk about sex for a minute. Oh, no, I had no, to... no, listen, yeah. you're not you're you're a thousand percent right. Okay. <laughs> I just forget because I want to make sure because it's a big difference. Yeah, let's get it clear. And also Nobody with you niggas, let's make did. sure that people from the hood have different sex than court. So I just wanted to because that's one of the things I talk about Absolutely. a lot where they say, Oh, don't yeah. get it twisted after five o'clock. I don't need to get it twisted. I know based on the fact that you type all day long, typing and typing and typing and typing and typing and typing. I know you don't put it down like the homie do. I just want to make that clear because there there's are some sexual repression. Yeah, there's some sexual repression going on. Correct. That you're just not able to. Di- Correct. Yeah, some you, of y'all need listen, to put the disc back in respect. It's disrespect in the bedroom. So I just right. want to make sure before we, tell these, before we I, hopped over that, I wanted to, I wanted to unpack I tried that. Tell these, I be trying to tell these niggas all the time. I'm like, listen, brother. You 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 got a good job. There's no way you fucking better than me. It's just not gonna happen. I might need a bill paid. I'm gonna hit it a little different. Just right, a different frustration. <laughs> That's true. You bring a different level of frustration, and you know it's known. The more less money he got, the better he. This is what they say. I'm be better. You know, I be trying to tell him. Be like, I be telling my man. Be like, oh, you know, when you sleeping tonight. You're not gonna have sex better than me tonight. I don't know where I'm gonna end up sleeping tonight, Absolutely. but I know I'm sleep somewhere. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad we got that cleared up. I didn't mean to stop on that, but I wanted to. Anytime we start talking about sex, it's like, hold on, rewind. Let's go back and talk about it. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements. 
along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. I really enjoy, you know, I tell people, I really enjoy the space that I'm in a father. At, at 32, I have, a, I have a 14-year-old and I have a nine-year-old. Oh, and wow, you like, was getting busy early. It, yeah. You so put it in early. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm in this space of, like, I'm just so blessed. I've been in this space of, like, constant unlearning, right? Because I've never been attached to any of these thought processes that I see my counterparts and my peers having a hard time unlearning, right? It, with me, it was like, oh, this ain't healthy for, like, this, this isn't a healthy thing. This isn't a, a healthy or conducive uh, atmosphere to upbringing a black woman. Let me fix it. OK, and let me fix it. So like with me, there's no it all it all comes together because there's no rules on creativity in my household. You know what I mean? My 14 year old. Listen, go ahead. I want you to listen to why. You know why? Because I would much rather you be I would much rather you hear it on your own than in defiance. And I think. You know, a lot of the female hip hop artists that we love, um, the Little Kins, the Foxies, your Mia X's, your, your, your Sugar T, the Bra- all of it, they kind of exist in this form of protest that they don't even know they're protesting. They're just like, oh, my God, where where is the us? Yeah, well, my generation is very aware that they were in form of protest. And just what I would say about that is when it comes to schooling my daughter, it's not about listening to WAP. You know, with me, it's schooling right, right, her own game. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's another yeah, thing. Absolutely. You know, when we talk about music, like how far did this shit go with kids? If if music is raising your kids, it's the issue. What I was saying was I'd rather, because she listened to music all day long. So I'd rather something positive be reinforced mm-hmm. in her all day long. I don't give a damn what it is. If it's, we don't, right. have, we just don't have a lot of positive rap that's popular, just being honest with you. So I'm saying yeah. if I had to have a choice, I have a 14 year old girl. I would rather her yeah. hear love, love, or whatever they saying than wet ass pussy in her ear over and over and over. <laughs> um, that's just as a parent. Um, but I hear yeah. what you're saying, like on a lesson, I would rather you hear and be in break. I hear that, but we still talking about a little girl as a mother. Right. So I'm but not I think, Yeah, I think there's yeah. definitely a, a line, right? There's yeah. a line of, of like, hey, listen. I don't, you know, don't go to Cardi and Meg's music for your parenting. But, you know, also, I'm not going to I'm not going to hide this form of, of black woman expressionism. Right. Because I can't I can't speak to that. So where you may speak to it, I got to as a man, as a black man, I have to understand, like. All right, I may not be able to speak to that, so let me back right, up. Right. And all right, my, Mama, you got it. You got this one. Right, mom. right, right. So, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's important. And, I do my and women have to yeah, and women have to yield to that like, power to black men as well. Allowing black men, you know, to have certain conversations. Interesting said, because I was just talking about that this morning. I was saying, I think as strong as I am, I think some conversations need to be led led by men. And that's okay. And yeah. some conversations need yeah. to be led by women because I I give my daughter the game on how to navigate, you know, with men or boys or this is what you're going to encounter. And this is, and I am going to see it differently as a woman, as you should as a man, because those experiences are different. And so that that's I think good. most conversations, and, and, and I know this is probably going to, you know, be a, a hot take controversy. I think most of those conversations should be had by women. Right. I think most of these important conversations in our community 
should be had by women. I think Yes, some should be had by men. But to be honest, I think it's a very small portion. The only reason I say that is because men don't have to survive women, if that makes sense. Right. Men don't have to survive toxic femininity. Right. Women have to live as women. But then you guys also have to survive toxic masculinity. You also have to survive manhood so that you guys exist in this space where here's the advice on womanhood. Here's the advice on surviving men mm-hmm. right where we can only speak to hey we'll protect you mm-hmm. hey we'll face for you but we can't really give you and maybe one day we can as a whole but we can't really give no, you'll you never be because you're not a woman but i think it's important to have a balanced conversation i think male and female energy is important and that can happen in yeah. one conversation like we're doing now we're having male female energy we've talked about sex we've talked about cornball sex we've talked about uh, you know, <laughs> protests, you know, we've talked about what it means for kids to listen to music. You and I got a kid the same age that I didn't know. I just found it out talking to you that listen yeah. to the same music, my perspective on that, your perspective on that. So that was a male female conversation. It's not a matter of, well, who's going to necessarily lead this conversation? Who's in charge? It is. And that's where uh, I, I feel black men and women, where we always break down because number one, mm-hmm. we come so broken already. We're a lot of broken yeah. pieces. So it's yeah, like a puzzle yeah. trying to connect and we never connect that dot. And that's and a lot of people don't like this, but I understand why black men date outside of their race, why black women are starting to date outside of their race. Not because they're not broken, they don't have issues. But what I'm learning is because we have so much internal brokenness that as a people and we're getting with you and you got all my past trauma and I got all your past trauma and all the generational curses that are attached to us, that it is such a and you're competing with your manhood on who's the man mm-hmm. outside of the house. And then now you mm-hmm. got to compete with me and I'm competing with not only being black, but also a black woman. And a lot of people yeah. who are against yeah. me are black men. So now yeah. I'm competing yeah. against that. And now I'm at home and now you're upset because Black women are surpassing men in education and income and all of that. And now I have to I got to deal with you and you being in charge and who's in charge and not in charge and all of this different bullshit, because it's always this race to say, I am the leader and the king and the queen. Instead of just understanding that we need each other and that energy is important and I got something to contribute to the conversation. You got something to contribute to the conversation. And it's not a, you know, a right or wrong. It's just mama going to tell you. This is how to deal with men in this instinct. But her daddy can also say, when we see women like this, this is what we think. Because I can't mm-hmm. give that opinion, but him, you know. So I think it's it all comes down to communication and not this race on who's going to lead. It, exactly. It's, it, it's, I, I'm a one million percent agree, right? It's all about creating this safe space, right? And everybody hits the safe space and always thinks like safe space from what? Oh, is it who are you protecting it? It's not about that. It's about like a, a literal incubation, right? Like a baby is in the womb for nine months. What are they doing? They're being it's a protective thing. They're growing into this healthy thing, right? What are we doing when we're trying to come together? We're trying to create this healthy thing. And it has to be a safe space where. You're I, you're you're validated as a woman. I'm validated as a man. And then we validate each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like and, and somebody might listen and be like, well, what does God do with the hip hop podcast? It's all the same thing, because if we're over here as men validating our female counterparts. Then we don't have this pushback that we're always complaining about and. And like I said, it, yes, it's something that needs to exist as a circle, but we have to men, black men specifically, we have to take uh, we have to take accountability for this pendulum swing. Right. So right now it's been over here with us for so long. Yeah, it's been over here for so long. And women have somehow you guys cut it and now it's swung mm-hmm. and now it's over there. And we're looking like, oh, my God, look at them they're having so much fun. They they saying they hoes. We can't even call them hoes because they already said they hoes. Oh, my goodness. They they already calling each other bitches. What are we going to do? You let that thing come back to the middle and you hold one side and they hold one side. Now we have something mm-hmm. that is equally safe for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's all I really want, no matter what the space is, whether it's hip hop, sports, just as black people relationship, just let's have this equal, healthy thing. Let's not, let's not, we got so much going against us already outside. Mm-hmm. Let's remove some of that shit when we're inside and let's hold it together. I did it's that. just like being in the military, hold the line. Yeah. 
right? Like when I was in the Navy, that's that's all I remember going down a campaign and, and just be having having that 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 breacher in our ear, like hold the line. Yep, yep. Just and that's the, I don't know if you know, but that's line. my slogan: push the line. Politics till something happens. But I didn't get that from my military experience. I got that from the street. But you're absolutely right. But I would just say. I dig everything you said, except the only part where I always make a point to say it's not for everybody. You know, it really is. And even when I talk about soldiers, I don't want accomplices. I don't want allies because y'all can switch it up. I'm looking for frontline soldiers. I want black people to start connecting to like minds, to start understanding that everybody's not going to go, to start understanding. Because what happens is we start using a lot of energy for people who are just not healed. You're 32 years old and we just had a male, female conversation that I can't have shit, just two weeks ago with seven men damn near 70-something years old. So <laughs> it's not always, you know, age. It's about wisdom. It's about healing. It's about being able to bounce off each other without you getting offended. What do you mean? What do you mean? What I'm trying to say? Da, da, da. This constant thing all the time. So that comes with wisdom and the desire and desire to understand what it is you mean by that. Asking yes. more questions. And listening, but still giving input, but asking questions. So when your show says the what, hip-hop questions, it's starting out with asking a question. And I think as long as you continue, we continue, those of us who are afraid, not afraid to ask questions, because it may be an answer that you don't like, you know, ask the question and be open to hearing that and saying, well, I see it this way. Not saying you're right or wrong, but this is my opinion. I think we'll go much further. But when I say we, I'm not talking about everybody. Because everybody just ain't ready. And it don't matter what age they are, male, female, how, whatever. It really does come down to how much healing and growth is work. Not, yeah. Yeah. We, the term we is not all encompassing. It, it it means we. You know, we is actually a, a more exclusive than we'd ever, you know, like to imagine. It's way more confirmation than like I've ever could imagine. Like just hearing that, like, yeah, like we ain't everybody. Right. And I think... I think me sometimes in my stance and my my place in, in in the media world, it's like I get so frustrated because I'm like, nigga, I'm trying to get us all together. You know, it's so hard talking to men sometimes. It's like whether they're my age or young, it's like, yo, or older, right? Like I have these conversations with my dad and my dad is one of the smartest niggas I ever met in my life. But he can be so stubborn. Sometimes. And I had to say one day, like probably Father's Day, we was having a conversation. I was like, you know, that's all right. You just can't come. You you just can't. Yeah, come. bottom line, like stop wasting you your time, brother. I mean, if you look at anything, when you look at biblical and you look at, you know, uh, nobody sat around. The reason why Moses, Moses never got to the promised land is because he spent too much time talking to folks who wanted to be slaves. Even when they were freed, even when he showed them everything that God can do, they were insisting on still being in bondage, no matter what miracles right, they right. saw. And it took 40 years to finally get it. Joshua, the new generation, goes on over. We're just going to leave you over here. You know, Moses, didn't even, he did all of that to get them free and still didn't even get to go to the promised land because he was disobedient to his calling. So you have to stay obedient to your calling. When you spend time, I'm trying to get us all. We need to all. We need to. The, the military don't do that. You say you was in the military? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, the military don't do that. Nobody does that in the military. Basic training is all about breaking your ass down and sending home who we need to send home. Send it home. So yep. that's right. That's so okay. let's think about how war works. When war, when we're going to accomplish something and conquer something, and if we're talking about we're going to conquer white supremacy or we want to conquer what's destroying our families, if we want to conquer this male-female divide, then think about your military training. And, you know, mm -hmm. each branch is different because the army mm -hmm. likes to tease the Air Force. The Air Force like to tease the Navy. And I tell people all the time when the army say, oh, we use an air. Wait a minute. I was an M60 gunner, my nigga. Don't get it twisted. I was on uh, MP rigs. Yeah. I was with all the police. So when I went through basic training, they let some people slide. But when I went to Security Police Academy, it was designed to make sure that half of y'all went home because they yeah. didn't want everybody to go through. So I look at it like that. When you say hold the line and I say push the line, everybody ain't on this line. So these yes, people will man. pour from you. They will, they will drain your ass. Take it from me. Everybody not gonna go. Some people just not going to go. Let them stay where they are. And in time, they'll get it. You're missing an opportunity to talk to 10 or 20 other people that's going to ride with you. It's not about people having a disagreement. You know, lady, they said, but we all got to have disagreements. No, ma'am. It's not about disagreement. You're on my page every single time pushing uh, <laughs> establishment talking points. And I'm trying right. to tell you, you need to go be around. Go fuck with your tribe. Because yes. this is not a democracy. This is the push the line dictatorship. Everybody <laughs> on this fucking page, when you, you think about it, what is social media? 
It's socializing. Do I go to the mm-hmm. club with somebody I'm not a like mind with? We're not the same, mm-hmm. but we have a like mind. Do I hang out and socialize with people that are totally on another? No, I don't. So social media for me is not about building numbers and everybody. That's when I go on TV, 55 million people on when I'm on Black News Channel or Fox News. That's what I'm talking to the masses. But on my social mm-hmm. page, I'm trying to build a fucking army. And I don't want you over here because no matter the topic, you're always pushing pro-establishment on me. I don't want you. You're not wanted. Seriously. Unfollow me, sis. So people have to get into that type because I want her to find her true calling. You need to go yeah. line up with all of them that's going to push them line because you damn sure not uh, convincing me. So now I have to understand what is your agenda, ma'am? Are Because you know you're not convincing, convincing me. So now are you trying to turn people that just might be ready to flip? Okay, well, if you're doing that, then now I look at you as the opposition because yep. it's too important on what it is I'm trying to do to have you in here fucking around and playing these yep. passive aggressive mind games. Mo- ma'am, yes. move on. You're not wanted here. You know, black people, we got a problem with telling people we want everybody. No, I don't. Move on. Yes, and your yes, mama, too. Yes. You and your mama. I don't want to fuck yes. with you. Let's just be okay with saying I want to fuck with you. And that don't mean that means I got true black love. I got true black love because I'm woman enough to tell you. You're not my type, sir. I don't like you, sir. Your sex is whack, sir. Everything about you, sir, I don't like. I always throw that in. It ain't got nothing to do with it. He can't help it. He got, that's not my problem. I don't like you and nothing about you. <laughs> but I'm going to fix you up with somebody else and we're going to keep it pushing. Yeah, yeah. we're going to find somebody that... You, we'll find you a, a sexually liberated cornball. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sit down and have whack-ass sex with you for the second one. We just, I got to bring my people together. No, that's <laughs> not what that's for. That is for me and what's serving me and what serves me best and what keeps me motivated in this game called the media. As we close, brother, this was a great conversation. I hope you leave encouraged to keep doing what you're doing and keep pushing the line and and keep letting folks know, hey, when we ask these questions, hip-hop questions, legends, and lists, some of you motherfuckers ain't going to be on the list. Some of y'all don't have all the answers to the questions. You may not even know what to ask. But as long as we continue to keep asking, as long as we keep on pushing and dividing up, who is for us and who's against us, we're going to move forward and just keep connecting on like minds because if not, they'll break you out this game by the time you get 50 and 60. You got a long way to go. 32 is still quite young. So you got a long way to go, baby. And they'll they'll push you out the game. So you got to stand on what you stand on and get you four or five riders, baby, and push. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Miss Tesla. You're welcome. You can call me. I'm not that old. You can go ahead and call me Tess because now it's making me feel like I'm somebody auntie yeah. or some shit. Yes, Tess. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's so funny. I've only gotten in trouble for calling people. Like, I don't know. It's uh, my no, grandmother. Yeah. My grandmother's they from the South. So no, even I'm if you're in teasing. New York, they drove her home. So yeah, no, I'll, be, I'll be somewhere. I'll be like, thank you, miss. And be like, I look like a miss. I'm like, listen, I, I baby, I'm not sure. Hey, I'm not sure. I don't have no ageism issue, honey. I can have me <laughs> your age, your son age, your daddy age, your grandpa. I can get any of y'all. 21, 32, 42, 52, 85. So I don't have no ageism issues. This big pimping over here, so that ain't what it is at all. I was just saying that just for, you know, just to say. It's big pimping. I can have you, your homeboy, your 13-year-old, 25-year-old, 21, 45. That's who women got issues they age. I don't. I really was just, just you know. I, 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 I'm a fan, a stand, <laughs> a, a push the line. Yeah. I'm here. That's some women I that don't like their age. That's some women that don't, just so you know, giving you some game. I don't look like a man. <laughs> Babe, I'm in my sexual prime. So when they, when they get to a certain age, they should in, embrace that. Yes. They should embrace that. It's sexual prime. So it's it's fine. I'm I'm totally okay with being in my sexual prime. But your woman may not be okay with it. But I'm okay (sighs) with it. So when you see women say that, that means they got lame ass sex. We're gonna wrap it up. We appreciate you stopping Bob Mouse. I would love when we have more time for you to talk about uh trap karaoke and take that topic onto the show and y'all talk about that. When women get offended by age and all that, are y'all saying y'all weak in the bed? Because women who are sexually clear about where they are, they're in their prime. So you know, I'm a I'm gonna reach out because I want to have you on guys next door to talk about that. Boy, yeah, let's talk about. I love talking about sex. I, yes. I I talk about sex no matter what, no matter what the topic is. I throw it. I throw it in. Well, I, uh, well, I just want to let everybody know trap karaoke, uh, the the biggest blackest thing you'll ever uh, you know owe to yourself. Um, we are back on the road August 13th, August 14th, the opening weekend. We're in Atlanta on August 13th. We're in DC August 14th. We are completely sold out. But uh, I think we're releasing some special limited tickets. So everybody head over to trapkaraoke.com and see when we're coming to your city. Um, we're back. We're back. 
And we're back each and every Monday. Make sure you check out the What Hip Hop Questions, Legends, and List wherever you stream podcasts. And shout out to Tez, Miss Marcy. Marcy. <laughs> shout out to Marcy, the producer. She be like, she gets tickled, especially when I bring up sex, when it has literally nothing to do with what we're talking about. Look, she's got red just now. Look, she's got yeah. red. She she's always she amazed red. how I just... <laughs> Fit it in no matter what. <laughs> it's it takes mastering to do this. It really does. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> but no, thank but you so much. Speak, I hope to speak to you soon. Hope to speak to you again. Oh soon. yeah, absolutely. Always, honey. I am excited. I didn't know what direction we were gonna go in with this show, but I am very pleased because it went in a whole nother exactly. direction. And before we leave, little Kim will always be. I don't give a damn what y'all say. There will never be no little Kim slander. We'll always be. My queen. She don't have to be the queen of hip hop, but she damn sure taught y'all taught y'all how to do it. And every last one of y'all that yeah. came after should pay a homage. Bottom line, shout out to her yeah. seeing her on the BET Awards. So, all right, honey, it's been good. Again, check out the what hip hop questions, legends, and lists right here on the Black Effect Podcast Network. This has been your girl Tesla Figaro. Peace. If you like what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five-star review and tell a friend. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Tesla Figaro, and I'd like to thank our producer, editor, mixer, the one and only Marcy DePina, our mix master, Dwayne Crawford, and our executive producer, Charlemagne the God. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T Connects, and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.